Future Proof Extra with Jonathan McRae. Proudly supported by Science Foundation Ireland on News Talk. Now, fossilised crocodile skin found this month is apparently the oldest ever discovered. It's at least 286 million years old. And while we're not likely to last that long, uh, our skin does age just like crocodiles. Why is that and how does it do that? Well, joining me now is consultant dermatologist Professor Katrina Ryan. Welcome to the programme, uh, Katrina. Um, w- when we we start off uh, as as born babies our skin is quite thin is that right and then as, as we go through life it goes it goes thick and then thin again is it, is that right well that's a very simple way of looking at it but yeah you, you are right actually jonathan um our skin is very sensitive um when we're babies you know um and actually you've got a lot more skin for sur- for a surface area because the way you are so um, that's why we have to be so careful with baby skin um, and what we put onto it and how, how it can absorb things because it does absorb more. Um, and then we have, I suppose, what we would consider our, our healthiest skin in our teenage years and in our 20s. Um, and then actually it, from the mid to late 20s, we start to lose um, some of the density. So that's the sort of thickness of our skin because that we early. lose collagen. Collagen is one of the most important things to to give the skin its turgor and its tightness and everything else too. Um, so um, it's about a rate of about 1% a year um, from your, your sort of mid to late 20s. Um, and then wow. for women, there's a precipitous drop um, once they hit perimenopause. So you lose about 30% of the collagen content of your skin Actually, not just of your skin, of other places too, pelvic floor and places too. But um, uh, during the five years of, of perimenopause, so that's 30% of, of the, the, the collagen content of your skin um, in that five years. And after that, you're losing it at 2% a year. So that's why we start to see the wrinkles and the, the sagging faces, all of these things that, you know, devastate women and men as they get, well, not all of us, but devastate people as they get older. You know, people say like their face sort of fell overnight um, as they went through um, mm. menopause. And and I suppose that's what's really, what really drives the huge cosmeceutical business and all of the, the cosmetic procedures people are doing um, because it does change with time. The other things that change actually, and, and, it, and this goes for every cell, you know, our, our cells start to function um, less well as we get older that, you know, and, and, you know, we look frail and decrepit and what and, and whatnot. But why is that? And it's because um, the, 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 the genetics of our, our skin and, and the way things are made slows down and functions, um, you know, um, poorly. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of um, research in um, telomerase activity, you know, the, the shortening of your of um, the your, strands your of your DNA. Yeah. yeah. So more and more, we're looking to things that keep your your telomeres there, you know, and, and keep the, the skin, you know, the skin cells functioning the way, um, you know, at their absolute optimum. So they're producing the collagen and the elastin and, and the parts of the different layers of the skin. So people have the healthiest skin that they can have. And that's mm. not just about aging. It's also about um, things like skin cancer and whatnot too. And we're looking at things that stop that aging process. So senolytics to, to not just um, bring collagen back into the, the, into the cell, but actually try and make it function as well as, as, well as it can. Um, so it's, it's a billion, billion, you know, it's a huge business because um, everyone's looking for this elixir of youth, I suppose. Yeah, 
Um, let's just go through the, the anatomy of the skin for a bit. So um, the epidermis is on the top and then the, is the dermis next? The dermis is next. Um, and then what happens? And then, and then the subcutaneous fat underneath that. Um, and there's changes to all of those layers as we get older. So the epidermis, so that's the, if you like the covering of the skin, what we see gets thinner. It often gets more pigmented, you know, mottled pigmentation. But why is that? Why, why does it become more like with all due deference and respect to older people as we age the, our skin becomes more patchy you, you sometimes see uh, sort of red red patches or um, blotches that um, occur much more commonly in older people w why is that where do those uh, those patches come from a lot of that is is um, due to you know uv damage over time photo damage you know the chronic cumulative damage that we pick up um day to day um, right. so you'll see, you know, and, and this really shows you, I like to say this to my patients when you're trying to explain the need for sunblock. If you compared the skin on your um, cheek to the, the skin on your bum cheek, you know, that shows what the sun has done because your bum cheek has aged with no um, interference from the sun. Well, for most people, unless you're, you're, you're sunbathing sort of... Um, naked um but most people and and that's when you get when you show them you know or if people who've never exposed their their bellies the difference between the two you, you can show them what the environmental um effects of you know uv and even pollutants and things like that that are coming in, in contact with their with their skin um so a lot of it is sun damage the broken veins that you see across um um, the face as well, um, that's often due to, to, to sun damage. It's more marked in Irish people because we, we, a lot of us suffer from rosacea. Um, but the pigmentation um, really just shows the chronic sun damage over time. But there's also, um, there's also sort of a, a darkish purple uh, sort of blotches that happen that look like sort of um, as if uh, blood has come to the surface, but it, like it, they, it doesn't, it's like a bruise that doesn't go away. When, when we're older, do... Is that a problem with our skin or is it a problem with um, something underneath that? Um, it's, it, that's your vessels. So um, that's something that we used to call um, senile purpura and the people got offended. You know, you know, if you've got a seven or eight year old sitting there and you tell them it's senile purpura, um, you know, already they don't like their hands, but you've actually added insult to injury then. <laughs> yeah. um, so the name was changed to solar purpura. And that means UV induced um, bruising. And that's exactly what it is. So um, UV damages the elastin, which is the sort of um, the, 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 um, the stringy stuff that helps blood vessels stay intact and the collagen around the blood vessels. So your tiny little blood vessels, um, the little capillaries um, burst. They burst very easily. And you really, the, the place that you see this most is on the hands, um, on, on the back of the hands of, of, of patients um, and up their, their arms, but particularly in people who've had a lot of sun damage. Um, mm. I'm looking at my hands now, Katrina. Quite, they look quite wrinkly to me. <laughs> um, well, you know, the, the, the people who could often be quite bad are... Um, you know, um, golfers, people who, who've been out, a lot of um, outdoor workers, um, you know, yeah. farmers. Lots, lots of exposure to the sun. Um, yeah, yeah. As we get older as well, the, the skin seems to be easier to pinch. It, it, it's surely not that it's sort of lifting off from the from the dermis or the subcutaneous layer, is it? Or, or what, why, is, why is it easier to pinch like almost an inch full of, of skin from an older person than it is from a younger person? 
the main reason for that is the la- the, the the elasticity is gone. So that's the decrease in collagen. So right. you don't have that tightness of the skin anymore. You can just pick it up and that's the the folds that people are the loose folds that people are trying to get rid of when they when they say come to us in our clinic and um you know and, and they're, they're trying to 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 do anti-aging things the other thing is that you lose your subcutaneous fat so we were talking about the layers of the skin yeah. epidermis is the top dermis is next and then subcutaneous fat so um um as people get older they also lose that cushioning or the subcutaneous fat below it so um, you know, there's thinner skin through all the layers. So why does that happen? Why do we lose the fat in underneath our skin? Um, it, 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 it's, it's sort of selective. In certain places, you lose it more than others. Right. And certainly in the face, we have what we call atrophy or shrinking of certain fat pads on the face. Um, and fat pads, you know, um, uh, fall down as well in, in, in different areas. And again, it's just part of the aging process. All mm. of these things that don't function as well in ourselves. And and really the holy grail is, you know, and, and I suppose this is what um we're all looking for, not just in our skin cells, but in our in our brain cells and in our heart cells and everything else, is to stop that aging process. You know, yeah. with with things that, you know, help telomerase and and and, and sirtuins and everything else. And I think that's what has so many people taking um all types of supplements, you know, things that that you know promote longevity. Um, I'm I'm very sceptical of a lot of these things. Someone told me not so long ago that um, the the only product that actually could say it was anti-aging was product that had sunblock in it. Up until now, there are newer products that actually do appear to do something other than just block out the sun. Is that right? So if you're talking about topical products. um, Yeah. There are there are two two definitive um, groups, and that these are I try and, and tell my patients to keep things really simple. People waste a fortune, Jonathan, on um, on on brilliant marketing. Yeah. Um, you know, I have patients who come in and you know they're putting ten layers on their skin every morning and evening. Uh, I don't know how they get it all on. The the two key things, and you can keep it really simple and you keep it um, you know affordable, is a good. Um, zinc sunblock. So you want it to be zinc, preferably tinted as well, because high intensity visible light. So say I'm I'm here, you know, in front of a laptop and I've got indoor light shining down on me, bright lights in my clinic room. That causes um, can cause free radical um, uh, damage as well. So if you can use a tint, a tinted zinc sunblock on your face every morning, and, right. and they look great men as well. They don't look like makeup. Um, and then use a retinoid at nighttime. There's 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 a huge amount of really good scientific data looking at retinoids. So that's there's prescription type ones called tretinone, but there's a lot of over the counter retinols as well. Um, and since the 1980s, a great um, great robust um, amount of research done showing that they increase collagen content in the skin, decrease pore size, and have a very mild anti-skin cancer effect because they reverse DNA damage and they help the cells to to function better. So my number one is the sunblock. My number two is the retinoids. And if my patients do those two things, I'm delighted. There's a couple of things that that help, um, you know, with with, um, collagen production. Um, to a much lesser degree. Hyaluronic acid can be helpful there. Um, and Yeah, this is uh, the one that, that everyone seems to be going nuts for, the high, high, the high, hyaluronic? Hyaluronic acid. And it doesn't have, it's got a very, it's a very a modest effect on, on anti-aging. Right. What's lovely about hyaluronic acid, though, um, is that everybody can tolerate it. So patients with eczema, patients with acne, um, hmm. it's, it's a 
big component of our dermis already. So it's a naturally occurring substance within um, the dermal layer of the skin, and it really improves moisture content um, of the skin. So, um, you know, if somebody uses it and they use, you know, if they use one that, that, that's good and penetrates well, um, then their skin is more plump because of the moisture retention, and that really reduces the appearance of the wrinkles. But also it has a, a, a mild, and, and I say it's mild, it's nothing like retinoids, a mild stimulatory effect on, on collagen production. So, nice. it, you, know, it, you know, it is, um, you know, it would be my number three, um, and my number four would be um, vitamin C or antioxidants, um, topical vitamin C, because again, that's a cofactor in collagen production. Topical um, vitamin C, like vitamin C, you'll wipe on yourself. Yeah, and that you're meant to you use that before your Sorry, I, I know that's not the, it's probably not the term that the um the, the marketing teams use yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> a, a wipeable product. Yeah, usually I suppose yeah, I think of you wiping off things. But yeah, you, you can wipe it onto your skin before your sunblock is the time to use that because and um, vitamin C and antioxidants stop the uh, the effects of UV, the bad effects of UV. So they work nicely with um, with with, um, with sunblocks. Well, Professor Katrina Ryan, consultant dermatologist, thanks so much for joining us. Not at all. Thanks so much, Jonathan. Future Proof Extra with Jonathan McRae, proudly supported by Science Foundation Ireland on News Talk. Mm-hmm.